calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again, it's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yet we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this. and welcome to another edition of The Flow. Hey, everyone. <laughs> um, this is really cool. I'm super happy today. I had an opportunity to meet our guests during one of these calls that we do, right? So every once in a while in uh, Ecamm space, somebody might be having trouble or whatever. And, you know, I was just like, hey, let's jump on and figure out what's going on with his setup, right? Yeah. We tell everybody, if you're in a Facebook group and you're running into a problem, sometimes the best answer is, guys, can someone please hop on with me and help me figure this out? A lot of you guys just posit your question and go. But there's so many people there and everybody has Ecamm, kind of, <laughs> right? So you can just say, hey, man, can you hop on a call with me and help me figure this out? And then instead of just reading instructions or being sent down a rabbit hole. You can meet each other, right? You can meet each other <laughs> and you develop Ecamm. Fam. And so after I met him, I was like, man, this guy's cool. We should have him come on the flow and talk about what he's doing as a person who's generating a podcast, right? Absolutely. This is what I love about our guests. Some people, you give them these things and they go off and think about it. I said, John, you should book yourself onto an episode of the, I didn't even finish the sentence. Hi guys, this is John. Um, I'll be happy to be in there. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, and as, as a coach, this drives me crazy. Like I give people the blueprint and then they sit on it and then they forget. And then mm -hmm. they come back later and say, well, what was I supposed to do? He did it like probably while we were still talking. So that's how you do it. When you get this information, whenever someone's teaching you something, the best thing to do is put it into practice as soon as you can and you won't forget it. Literally will change the way you learn. So without further ado, let me once again remind you, I am your community manager, Doc Rock, along with my awesome co-host. And I'm Katie. 
And our guest, we bring on John McCaskill from Men Talking Mindful Podcast. <laughs> Men Talking Mindfulness. Men Talking right, guys. Mindfulness. I know. We need some mindfulness in our lives. So we're really excited that you're here, John. <laughs> well, I love the fact that Doc took a couple of breaths before he counted down. So, you know, that's what we teach in the show. So it's, uh, it's awesome to see that in practice. Uh, I love it. I, where did I learn that from? I learned that probably when I was in radio, before we cracked the mic, always take a deep breath. And, you know, when you're playing music and stuff like that, especially somewhere in the 90s, all of the radio stations started this. We played music for a solid hour without making a commercial. Sounds great for the person listening. For the person in the box, it's nerve wracking because you're trying not to miss your time. You actually have to play those 10 commercials in a row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was always important to stop and reset back into broadcast space, right? Because you can just slip into your normal cruise mode and it just doesn't sound right. So yeah, I think that's where I learned it from. Nice. I like it. It's good practice. Well, thanks for having me here, guys. I, I appreciate this. And and Doc, thanks for the help. A couple of weeks ago, I, like you said, I did implement everything that you mentioned and it's been a huge help. So excited to talk about it. Yes. And for any of you listening who are not actively part of the Ecamm fam, Doc was mentioning at the top of the show that John is in our community. And if you want to be part of the community, you can find it at Ecamm, E-C-A-M-M dot TV slash community. And you're all welcome, even if you're not actively using Ecamm yet. We're pretty sure we'll convince you, but it's it's a great space to be able to just be able to test and play around and ask all these questions and hey, and maybe be a future guest. So I'm glad that you reached out and asked that question, John, and got involved because it's just always such a great way to meet people and learn what everyone is up to. We're so excited to learn more about your show. Oh, thanks. I, you know, and, uh, sorry. Go, go ahead, John. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, no, I was just... just I was super surprised. <laughs> I love it. This is when you have a three-way podcast. This is what happens. Everyone talks on top of each other, but that's all good. It's all part of the human experience, right? Uh, I was just super impressed with uh, you know the fact that I put that in the Facebook group and Doc, he commented a few times and he's like, hey, just send me an invite. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, what, what, what's he going to do for me? How, and, and then we jumped on. I was like, man, this guy knows his stuff. Uh, and, and I've got my little checklist right here. You probably can't see it because of the virtual screen, but everything that he said, I've, I've got written on a little to-do list that starts with restarting my computer before every interview. So I, I appreciate your time, Doc, and it's uh, it's been hugely helpful. And, and the quality of my show has gone up exponentially since we met. People listen to the man. Listen to the man carefully. <laughs> it's super funny because while, while you guys are waiting and Luis is like, hey, hurry up. I was like, hey, I'm restarting my machine, right? <laughs> Especially because I had been... Um, got some new network stuff put in. And so in the beginning, just to make sure everything's starting to catch on things that hadn't already called home yet, I want to make sure that they get an opportunity to call home. So that's why I restart my machine and then try to turn off whatever is going to be getting in the way. But what I was going to say, you know, when I'm answering those questions, I have a secret mission in my head. Part of it is I really want to help people get the problem solved. But the other part is I have to defend the honor of my company because we keep getting blamed for stuff that we had nothing to do. <laughs> you know? <And> so, <laughs> You're like, Ecamm ruined my whole entire Zoom. I'm like, yo, we don't own Zoom. I can help you, but did you call them? Like, nobody ever calls them, right? They always bother us, which is cool. We want you to do that. But a lot of times, I'm just trying to help people think through the thought process to figure out where the problem is coming from. And a lot of the times, right, you know, people will put aspirin on a headache and a heartbeat because that relieves the problem. But if you're getting headaches, it's nothing aspirin can just solve. 
If you had a headache, fine, aspirin is gangster. But if you got a headache three, four times a week and you're taking aspirin to solve that problem or Tylenol, I said aspirin, so it sounds old. If you're taking Tylenol or ibuprofen to solve that problem and you have more than one, you should probably find out why you're getting the headaches, right? And that came from when I was at Apple, Steve told us we do not change light bulbs. We try to figure out what's wrong with the lamp. Light bulbs just don't burn three, four in a row. And people will replace the light bulb because it's $2. But it's probably something going on with the lamp. Probably, yeah. It's probably a bigger issue. I've literally got a burned out lamp sitting right here. I haven't changed my <laughs> You're like, I also have a burned out lamp. And I would like to. <laughs> I, I just changed a bunch of Philips bulbs yesterday. Um, Philips came out with new bulbs now that are like 100 watt white hues, which are perfect for the kitchen. So I swapped them all so I can see better and not lose any fingers. <laughs> so, not, not sponsored. Phillips, hook it up. <laughs> not, not yet a sponsor. Well, John, why don't you, for those of us who have not had, I, I checked out your podcast, but for people who have not yet had a chance to listen to it, why don't you give us a little bit of background on how you started and what kind of the vision was for what you wanted to accomplish with it? Well, uh, the, the podcast is called Men Talking Mindfulness. And the, the background, uh, I've got to go back quite a bit to lay the foundation for the background. So I, I'm a retired Navy SEAL commander, and uh, I served in the in the military for 24 years. Wow, and 17 you. of that was, was uh, thank you guys. It was uh, an honor and a privilege and a ton of fun. And I honestly missed quite a bit of it. But I'm living a new life now, and uh, we'll get into that here in a second. In my Navy career of the 24 years, I was in the, in the SEAL teams for 17. Had a great time, but also had a hard time mentally and, and uh, emotionally. Emotionally. And uh, towards the end, I got to see a counselor who recommended mindfulness and meditation to me. And uh, in, in all honesty, I laughed at him. Uh, I was like, what is this woo-woo stuff you're trying to sell me on? I'm right? good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, man, I've, I've got some serious stuff going on. I, I don't know what you're trying to give me. And, and then he convinced me to try it out. He convinced me by telling me it was going to be a performance-enhancing thing. And and as a, as a Navy SEAL, you're always looking for something that's going to enhance your performance. You know, whether that's over the enemy on the battlefield or over your buddy right next to you, you're always looking for an edge. So I, I tried it out. And over about two months or so, I started to feel different. I started to manage the the pain, the, the depression, the anxiety, the stress differently, better. I, I was able to handle it in a, in a completely different way. And wow. I attribute mindfulness and meditation to not only changing my life for the better, but quite literally saving my life. And so now I was at the end of my Navy career and I was looking at what I could do on the outside once I transitioned from the military into the civilian sector. And I was looking at a lot of great jobs that are out there, uh, you know, bright and shiny objects that are out there for transitioning uh, military. And there are a lot of great ones, but nothing was really jumping out at me as something that I was going to be passionate about, something where I could continue to serve just outside of uniform. And uh, I was continuing to meditate and I was feeling great. And I had this one guy come up to me. He's like, <laughs> he asked me what I was on rather than like, what am I doing? He's like, what are you on? Like, oh, what no. medication are you on? I'm yeah. like, well, it's actually, uh, I was kind of, honestly, I was a little embarrassed to say it, but I was like, well, you know, I'm not on any medication. I'm actually... I'm actually meditating. Like I'm on mindfulness. <laughs> Have you heard of it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, and I expected him to turn around and his eyes to glaze over and kind of turn around and never talk to me again because I I was a weirdo. But he didn't. He he asked me, "Oh yeah, well tell me more about that." And so I started telling multiple people about it. And eventually, I had people, "Hey, hey could you coach me on some meditation? Could you coach me on mindfulness?" And I did. I was like, light bulb went off talking about light bulbs, Doc. This Philips light bulb was glowing <laughs> white right Phillips above my head. Philips do light bulbs, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it was glowing super bright above my head. I was like, oh, you know what? I could do this as a profession. And uh, so I started teaching and got certified to teach. And, and then I got connected through a mutual friend to uh, a buddy in New York City who's a yoga teacher and a mindfulness retreat leader. And uh, we would jump on a phone call once a month, me and this guy in New York City. We have very different backgrounds. He's you know, a yoga instructor, single guy. I'm a retired Navy SEAL. I've got three young kids and a wife. I live out on a farm in Colorado Springs. He lives in the city in New York City. So we're just like having these conversations and we realize, you know what? Somebody may want to listen in on these conversations. It's the conversations were all about meditation, mindfulness, you know, our practices, our revelations, our insights, our challenges with the practices. And uh, we started on Instagram Live because we really had no idea what we were doing. So it was literally just two guys sitting on with their phones in their hands talking to one another. We had like three viewers. <laughs> and and, uh, and then I, I realized that it was possible to rip the Instagram Live audio. I was like, hey, man, we could make a podcast of this. And, you know, I took it from Instagram Live where we had two listeners and put it onto a podcast where we had three listeners. And <laughs> winning. <laughs> yeah, right. Winning. Hey, you know, 50% increase in audience size. <laughs> so uh, then, uh, then we decided to develop a podcast. And then uh, we're like, well, you know what? Maybe people don't want to just listen. Maybe they actually want to see us. So we started putting it on YouTube and it was just, we just took Zoom and recorded it and then hung it on YouTube. So it was, you know, a start. Since then, uh, we've been tinkering with it, changing it the, the whole time, changing who we talk to, but also changing the tech behind the show. And now here I am with with Ecamm Live. I, I, I'm not even sure what brought me to Ecamm. It was, I think it was a, a commercial on Instagram or something uh, about how you could change you know, the quality of your video because we were, we were trying to grow our YouTube audience. And we realized, oh, you know what? With uh, with our backgrounds, it's not that great. The the setting, like we use Restream, or we were, we still are using Restream, but we do it through Ecamm now. But we were doing the standard Restream kind of templates, and it just didn't offer enough opportunity to brand properly. Didn't offer all the little added features that we were looking for. And so Ecamm was a blessing. And then, uh, and then, you know, I, I sold my my partner on it. He's getting it now. He's getting a green screen hung up in his apartment now. Coming back to your thing about the people complaining, Doc, he was like, hey, man, what's wrong with Restream? Why are our guests so pixelated? And I was like, ah, man, I, I don't know. Let me, let me reach out and see if I can get some customer service. And I, I put it on, again, put it on Facebook. And, you know, within an hour, you and I were on a call troubleshooting, you, you know, you know told, told me about Speedify and, and tripmode.ch and hardwiring in and restarting. Again, I've got my whole list here. And uh, man, it has made such a huge difference. And then when I reached out to my buddy, my, my co-host, I was like, dude, you won't believe the customer service I just got. I got an hour long video call with one of the creators of this software and uh, he's walked me through everything. And so he went right out and bought it and bought the green screen immediately afterwards. <laughs> so here we are. I'm just a muggle. Kenny Glenn created it. Their show is tomorrow. I'm just a muggle. I'm just You're here to help You're not a muggle. You You're not a muggle. I will say, you know, you know what it is, right? And I, people laugh at me when I say this and please don't start any fights in the comment. I really wish everybody could at least just go through basic training. Yeah. Because the one thing that we learn is you have to do stuff and it's, it's really about taking action and it's about preparedness. That's about the two things they drill in your head and all the basics and all the service is being prepared, proper training and just taking action. And if I could just get everybody through just basic, you don't have to come to war with us. You don't have to do <laughs> anything else. 
I, I can change your mindset. I can legit change your mindset. And most people think I'm crazy when I say that, but I almost wish we had conscription between 20 and 21 like three of us. I'm just saying, people would be less of a pain in the butt because they would learn how to cooperate together. I mean, your ego gets checked hardcore within the first like 35 minutes. And once your ego is gone, then you can behave. Yeah. John, I think it's really awesome that, and we've been, we've been trying to drill this into everyone's head over the last 32 episodes of this show. But with you, I think it's a great example in that it was an iterative process. It continues to be an iterative process. You were like, sure hey, we're enjoying doing this. We would like for this to be something that everyone can appreciate, which is like the best possible way to start any kind of project. We, we are passionate. We want to help people. This is our goal. And then every single step you took was very, very much like let's let's see if this is working oh great this is working but now we want to look to this next step great we'll take this next step we'll take this next step this next step to get to where you are now whereas i feel like a lot of people particularly in the podcasting space jump all in with everything and then don't know how to manage all of that or don't know how to build an effective workflow around it or it's just too much for them to be able to take on from the start so it's a fire it's a fire hose feeling right so being able to kind of start with you know with that goal and with that passion and with that knowledge that you had and then take those steps to go, okay, Instagram live first, because that, you know, that's where we're at. It makes sense. We understand how to get started. Oh, okay. Now we can actually get it out to a podcast. Okay. Now we can get it out into YouTube. I think that's really smart. And also gives you a really direct path where you're always making it a little bit better and you're always getting to a space where it makes more sense and you're growing your audience that way. It's just a way more fun and B, and B, you know, just as a better overall experience, not only for for you both, but for your fans and followers and listeners and viewers as well. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur and and so many of those who create with podcast or with Ecamm or any type of similar software are entrepreneurs and they apply the entrepreneurial mindset to everything except the podcast. So they, you know, they've got a minimum viable product of their product that they put out there and they iterate it on there and make it better and da, 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 da. And then they jump, they're like, hey, you know what? I want to start a podcast, but I want it to be perfect day one. And I want a million listeners and I want it to be on all these platforms. And I want like, and we better, we better open with a merch store and an Instagram and like, and a TikTok and everything. Yeah. It's, it's a process. It's such a process. And, and, you know, trying to do it all at once is overwhelming. I I think we've actually accidentally fallen into doing it iteratively. And, uh, you know, if, if, if I had known what I know now, I probably would have done the same thing everyone else does. Let's jump right into it and get everything set up. But uh, not knowing anything uh, and, and starting with the Instagram live, I've, I've been able to have that kind of growth mindset or beginner's mindset and, and realize, hey, you know what? I don't know much about this at all. Let me learn from the, the people who have done it before and let me learn one little chunk at a time because it's much easier to digest than being like, hey, tell me everything you know about a podcast. I mean, if, if somebody, I mean, there's books about podcasting. There's, there's, you know, long movies on YouTube about how to do a podcast. But if I sat there and did every single thing that those books or movies recommend, I, I would never get started because it would be overwhelming. But I've fallen into the, the learning process and I've, I've loved it. It's uh, every time Will, Will's my co-host, 
he and I figure something out, something new out. We're like, man, I love this journey. I love growing. I love learning together. It's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, there's definitely work involved. And you mentioned workflow. We figured out the workflow and, and continue to iterate just on that. Getting guests invited, uh, filling out the Google Forms, filling out you know the, the calendars, filling out the, the templates for Ecamm and everything else. And the posters that we put out to promote the show prior to and afterwards, it's all been an iterative process, but it's its part of the entrepreneurial journey. And the entrepreneurial journey needs to be applied to everything, not just what it is you're selling or what it is you're marketing, but also the podcast itself. Yeah, that's so true. So, so true. Thanks, Doc is, Doc is madly answering all of the <laughs> comments. No, I was laughing because Dave asked about our basic training. I do I do a live demo every Friday. And, and like, you know, we go from zero to hero every single Friday. Every week, And yep. so I'm like, hey, Paul, can you send Dave the link to the... And Paul did it. And I'm, Never mind. Right in the middle of my typing, I didn't want to hit the erase button because it'd be louder. <laughs> and I was like, man, this Paul is quick. You know what's so, what's so good? about sort of what you guys are doing is really there are certain things that you can only get from the process, right? So for instance, for us, it's some of the, uh, you know, jumping off the tower training to get yanked so that you can feel it while you're close to the ground before the first time you feel that experience is in the air, right? So when you jump off a 250-foot tower, it's not to do anything other than get you used to the fact that when your shoot opens, it's going to pull your soul through your body. Right. And then so they want you to feel that, you know, just like for you guys in the, in the swimming pool at first. Right. There's certain things you're never going to get reading a book. Yeah. And part of the process is you just have to do it. And like you said, reiterate, get better, reiterate, get better. So I appreciate the fact that you're able to take, you know, your training, but even to someone like your partner and and show them that there's no way to get through this but to actually do it and through the doing process we can always get better because katie's right and i tell people all the time if i sent oprah to your show and she's like you get all of these subs it's going to be fantastic for like 10 minutes when that's over none of them will hit the subscribe button and stay right you might gain 100 subscribers out of a million people that came they're not going to stay because you don't have any product Right. No one wants to walk into the store empty. Like, oh, this is cool. You know, <laughs> so, um, it's kind of, it's kind of funny. And I, I, I wish I, we didn't have this conversation about your seal time before I went to San Diego. You could have told me a whole much better places to eat. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. There's, a, there's some great spots out there, man. I miss San Diego food. Don't get me wrong. I love Colorado Springs, but I miss the old fish tacos in San Diego. I, I want to cover something because I am very much into my people about mindset. I believe mindset is everything. I think it changes the difference. And in your opinion, John, what is the primary similarities or difference between mindset and mindfulness? Yeah, sure. I mean, <clears throat> they're, they're both ways of thinking, but I would say mindfulness is also a way of being. And mindset you know, whether that's a positive or negative mindset that can lead you down a path. Mindfulness doesn't lead you on a path. It puts you in the present moment. And I think that's the difference. Mindset is what you need to do or have in order to take a step down a certain path, which is great. I think you can have both at the same time. So I, I like to think that I have a very positive mindset, a go-getter's mindset, and that's going to, again, inspire me to be entrepreneurial, inspire me to go down a certain path towards my goals. Mindfulness takes the goals out and puts me in this present moment right here, right now. 
and that's experiencing the emotions that I'm experiencing, experiencing the physical things that I'm experiencing and being okay with that without any judgment. So I think that's the difference. I think the mindset helps you work towards your goals and a destination. Mindfulness puts you in this present moment. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And both so, so important for podcasting and podcasters. Cause I, it's like, we, you know, again, we, it's something we talk about often is that in the command we've been giving to everyone of just get started, there is all of that nerves and uh, apprehension and, you know, concern about whether or not it's going to be perfect or, you know, it's going to hit that expectation. And I think getting really, really good at mindfulness and at, you know, at being in the moment and knowing how to remain calm when tech issues or things come up is just such a huge part of podcasting, certainly of live streaming. You know, we've, right. we've been practicing, I've, I personally been practicing that a ton lately. And I'm like, always really proud of myself when like something goes horribly wrong. And I'm like, oh, I didn't bail out on this live stream. Like I worked through it. <laughs> I remained calm. Like I, you know, I was able to still, you know, answer questions that were coming in. We've gotten it solved and we've now learned from it and applied those best practices to the next episode, to the next step, which I think is at least half the battle and is one of the most difficult parts. But again, you can't get to that feeling of calm on the other side unless you are A, able to practice some level of mindfulness and B, do it. Just just try. Because like Doc said, you, you're not going to learn what that feels like until you put yourself into that situation, even if you know it's going to be unpleasant the first time and you're going to kind of have to be like, okay, all right, my camera just died. My you know, interview guest can't find where I am or isn't able to cut, you know, isn't calling in properly on time or all the the plethora of things that can happen when you're in this kind of space. A big key to this to me is something that I learned years back. And strangely enough, it was after I got out of the military, but I I had an instructor once uh, we we're, you know, doing some stuff and he's like, you know, everybody on this planet is as a human doing. And I was like, what? And I was like, yeah, he goes, most people are human doing. I go, no, human beings. He goes, man, listen, so many people don't know how to be. And I was like, what? And he's like, so many people are doing, but very few people are being. And I was like, okay, listen, I am not drunk. I'm not high. I can't have this conversation (laughs) right now. What are you trying to say? And and then he broke it down. He's like, when I first heard these conversations about like living in the moment and taking some time to have, you know, peaceful reflection and things like that. So for me, I couldn't do the meditate thing because I literally, ADD brain doesn't do that, right? Brain would just go crazy. And then so he goes, listen, here's how you're going to start. You're just going to get a piece of paper every day before bed and just write 15 solid minutes. And I was like, man, I got out of school. I don't want to write no more papers. And he's like, you don't have to write papers. You just write whatever's in your head. Just let your brain fart all over the page. Don't <laughs> worry about punctuations, spelling, nothing. Put it down and your hand will start moving. And I swear, like the first two or three days, I couldn't do it. Like I would just this dude's high. Like, I don't really get this. This is insane. And once you start moving your pen and you just free write and let it out, it just goes. And you'd be like, oh my goodness, my brain is like, you know, having a, a five taco alarm on this paper. And you just let everything out and you sleep so much better. And he was like, bro, that's not different from meditating. Now, if you could do that being still and learning to just let things go. But yes, it is a big difference. And and people have seen it for us here live on the show. Stuff would just go psycho. And I'm just like, okay, hold on. And I'm just pressing a bunch of buttons, whatever. But the panic mode doesn't serve you. And it's actually really bad for your body. I would like for you to help people understand, if possible, 
the being part, right? Because I think it's very important and I would just love to hear your take. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, that is something that we talk about on the show uh, also is, is the human doing versus the human being. And, you know, in this, in this day and age, we are constantly doing, you know, the, so many of us wake up with our alarm clock that's on our phone. And the first thing we do is roll over, turn that alarm clock off. Well, if we don't hit snooze, you know, we turn that alarm clock off and then we jump on email, our social media, our bank accounts, our to-do lists, um, text messages, everything that came in through the night while we're all still laying in bed. And we, we start off our day in a reactive mode. And that reactive mode is that human doing. The flip side of that is if you have an alarm, you turn that alarm off, you go and, you know, I, I feed my dogs because if I don't feed my dogs first thing, then they're going to bug me through my meditation. <laughs> the dogs are great for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> and uh, I'll go and sit on my, my recliner. And I, sometimes I use a guided meditation and sometimes I use my own meditations. The thing with a guided meditation, there's some fantastic apps that are out there. The only downside is you have to pick up your phone to get to those fantastic apps. And then once you try to go into app X, Y, or Z, you get distracted again by those same things, emails, social media, texts, and you start going from being a human being again into human doing. Now, if you can just pause whether it's to meditate or just be, Doc, like you mentioned, some people find meditating really difficult. But if you can just pause, whether it's in the morning first thing, whether it's after lunch, whether it's during a meal, I, I, what I teach quite often is I'm having a mindful meal because so many of us have our phones or our computers or we're eating in front of our computers, we're scarfing down a meal. And then when we get home and someone's like, hey, how was your lunch? You don't even remember what it was you ate because you scarf something down while you were doing something. But if you can just stop, and take a look at your meal, turn your phone off, or at least put it aside. Take a look at the meal that's in front of you, give some type of gratitude for it, express that gratitude. That's being, that's being in the moment, here and now, and that's human being. There's nothing wrong with being a human doing. You just have to take <laughs> pauses to be that human being. I mean, I'm again, entrepreneur, and I'm sure many of your watchers and listeners are entrepreneurs. You got to do in order to be an entrepreneur. You can't not do and expect to be an entrepreneur. Uh, you can't not do and expect to do really anything. But if you're not stopping and pausing to be in the moment every so often, periodically through your day, periodically through your week, month, it's going to burn you out. Your mind, your body, your soul is going to burn out. So you have to stop and just be in the moment, even if it's just for 15 seconds at a time. And that makes a huge difference. It helps you to be more productive. Uh, I don't know how many of our, our viewers and listeners were, were listening to uh, last week's episode of Marshall Creates, but Marshall did an entire episode all about productivity. And it's funny because for the most part, he was just talking through you know how he lays out his day and the kinds of tools and, and apps and things he uses to get through the day. But it really resonated with me. And I think you know what you just said is really similar in that as we're thinking through our day, I, I am absolutely the person that spends probably 85%, if not 90% of my day reacting, right? So I, you know, it's like my emails open, the emails are coming in. I'm like, okay, I got to answer these emails really quickly. And then, you know, Slack is going off and I have, you know, people that are texting me or, or being like, can I give you a call real quick or incoming phone calls? And up until really recently, I have absolutely been kind of in that space where I'll spend the whole day just reacting to things. And then I, and then I'm like, oh, I didn't get further ahead on these projects I needed to do. I didn't, you know, we haven't got to this level that we need to be out of the flow or, you know, all of these different things that I feel like I didn't accomplish. And it's contributing to my feeling, you know, burned out or feeling like I'm not doing what I need to be doing. And 
all it took, and I've only done like a couple of steps over the past couple of weeks, but I turn notifications off on my emails. So like when I'm staring at my computer, it doesn't look like I have any emails coming in. There are periods during the day where I'll, you know, turn notifications off or close down certain apps, you know, because I'm prepping for the flow or because I'm physically like turned off all of my electronics and put my phone away and I'm whiteboarding out like a concept for something or thinking through a strategy. And I actually am more effective and still able to deal with all of those emails and things that are reactive because I've put it into a time block. I'm like, okay, I'm going to answer my email between, you know, two and three o'clock. And like, and I'm fast, so I can get through all those emails quickly. I feel like we all think that people are going to really be affected by that. Like, oh no, if I'm not answering immediately, people are going to be like angry at me or not, you know, I'm going to miss all those opportunities. They aren't. And I think, again, it gives us a ton more time, especially if, you know, many of us, certainly Doc and I are, and I'm sure that you're in this boat as well, John, where like our podcasts, our live streams, our projects that we're working on, some of them are for work, like are part of, you know, for clients and full-time job. And then some of them are for fun or for things that, you know, really motivate us and our our passion projects. And we want to have time for all of those things. So I completely agree. It it feels to me like it always felt a little counterintuitive. Like I don't have time to meditate. I don't have time to disconnect. Like I have to have my phone with me. And I think making that change actually has helped me be significantly more productive. And I'm still, I'm still in the like learning phase of that. (laughs) I'm brand new, brand new to it. But one of the things I find super helpful throughout the day is that I will just get up and just walk around the block real quick. You know what I mean? And then come back. And and in that process, I can either do it with my headphones on or just do it just, you know, listening to birds and tourists. Um, it's mostly tourists. <laughs> a lot of times just getting up and taking that walk around the block would just like brighten you up. And the, and the reason why it's funny, yes, I'm making fun of the tourists, but a lot of times I'll see a family and you could tell it's their first time here and they're just like enthralled by what's going on in the neighborhood, the weather. And I actually gain a little bit of joy out of that because I feel like I'm sharing my environment with some people and, you know, they're enjoying their vacation or I'll see that they're lost and they're trying to find the artwork, right? Because we're in the graffiti neighborhood with a really, really pretty, like professionally done graffiti all over the place. We have an event that happens there once a year. So they'll have the map in their hand and I'm helping them find directions or something. And it really can just help you sort of like recenter. So even if you can't meditate or do something, go volunteer somewhere where you get an opportunity to make other folks happy. It will fix you. It will really fix you. Right. And so that's why here we always aloha and mahalo. I feel that in a lot of places, people still forget please and thank you or just hello when you're walking down the street. Like if I say hello to somebody, they're going to think I'm trying to rob them. No, man. (laughs) Just saying hello to people changes everything. You'll be surprised at how many people you just sort of wake up from their funk just by offering greetings and salutations earthly. I mean, just try it. It will make you feel better. Yeah, there's... A lot there between the two of you guys. I love I love everything you mentioned there. Uh, one, Doc, basically, if you're if you're saying hello to someone and maybe brightening their day, you're serving others. And as you serve others, a lot of what you feel are problems in your life kind of fall by the wayside, and, and you start to see life differently. And uh, I think serving others is mindfulness. It's just a different form of it. Um, then, and then the movement piece. I, I recorded myself sitting at this desk here in time lapse a few weeks ago, sitting at the desk. And then getting up and doing some stretching and some breathing and some movement. And then 
I posted it on social media. And I was like, hey, this is only four minutes. And people were like, that's time lapse. That looks like it's probably 20 minutes. I was like, okay, well, I'll record it in real time. And so I re-recorded it in real time and it was four minutes. I was like, you can have a 55 minute Zoom call instead of an hour long back to back to back to back. Have that 55 minute Zoom call and take that five minutes to do some breathing and some movement, standing up, get the, the body going. And then uh, Katie, you talked about it actually helps with creativity and, and productivity. But um, the productivity is funny. Whenever I tell someone, hey, maybe if you can meditate or just be mindful for 10, 15 minutes, well, they're like, oh, well, I don't have time for that. Well, normally, if you do set aside that time, you're actually going to be more productive and then you're going to gain time at the end of the day. So like if you put in 15, 20 minutes to meditate or live mindfully, you may get 15, 20, maybe even an hour back at the end of the day. So you're actually more productive. Yeah, it's, it's wild. It really amazed me like the time the time back. And again, like I, this is something I've I've been eye rolling about and I do yoga. I do like all these kinds of mindfulness activities on quote unquote, my own time, but I've never really done it during the workday. And those changes that I've made over the last couple of weeks during the workday, I just really feel like I've gone a very long way to buying me back a bunch of time. So we're coming to the end of our hour, but I really, really want it before we jump off for you to give some, you know, pro tips or, you know, maybe it's a, an antidote or a story about, you know, how some of the mindfulness and the practices that you do have helped in the growth or in the day-to-day work of your podcast. Like, you know, are there things that you tell your guests when they join in? Like, are there tips and techniques that our listeners could apply today that might help them with their overall podcast or with the growth of their of their show? I want to say real quickly, before you do this, a quick thing to remember, what, what John just said about you will gain time, it's not that you're going to get gain time in your day, you're going to gain time in your life, okay? You're going to add years to your life by stop tripping today, okay? <laughs> Uh, we like to say that you're gonna you're gonna add years to your life, but you're actually also gonna add life to your years. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, right. Come on, girl, Trademark that. Good Lord, <laughs> so yeah, um, and and Katie, to answer your question, our our show, Men Talking Mindfulness, we actually start and finish every show with a practice. So it's you know not not a long extended practice, but you know three, four, five minutes of a practice to ground our audience members, but also to ground myself and Will, because we get very excited going live. We're like, oh man, all right, we got a guest. We got we got all our restream set up. We got all this. We got our checklist done. Okay, oh, oh, oh. Oh, and now we're anxious and now we got to bring ourselves back down so that we have a good show. Much like you did, Doc, at the beginning, take just like two, three breaths before you go. That's huge. Um, but yeah, we, we do teach practices. We actually have meditations on our podcast, you know, somewhere between five and 20 minutes that people can listen to. Uh, but we, we like to encourage people, much like we talked about getting into the podcasting world. One mistake that I made when I got into meditation after that doctor recommended it to me, the next day I went and downloaded Insight Timer. And I was like, I'm gonna sit down for an hour long meditation, day one. And you know, about 17 seconds into that meditation, I was like, you doc, my mind was on everything except that meditation. And I got up, I was really frustrated. I went back to that doc, I was like, yeah, man, that meditation stuff, it's a bunch of crap, doesn't work for me. 
And he's like, well, what did you do? And he's like, uh, and I told him, I was like, well, I sat down for an hour long meditation and it lasted about 17 seconds. He's like, well, that's like going into the weight room and getting under 350 pounds on the bench press without ever having lifted weights before. You can't do that. You have to start small and work your way up. So I was like, well, how do I start? And he introduced me to box breathing, which is just literally, and you guys may be familiar with it, but literally taking a breath in for a count of four, holding it for a count of four breathing out for a count of four, holding it for a count of four, and just doing that multiple times. Like that's the box, that those are the edges of the box. And I was like, man, I've done that before. And he's like, where have you done that? I was like, I've done it on the shooting range, but I've never called it meditation. And he's like, oh yeah, well, it, it helps you to shoot better. It helps you to control your heart rate, your blood pressure, your respiratory rate, your focus. And I was like, oh man. And so I was blown away that I'd done it before, but I'd never called it meditation. So I, I encourage people start small and grow. Start with uh, box breathing. If you just look up box breathing on YouTube, you're going to get a million hits and someone's going to guide you through it. We, we have that. Uh, but yeah, start small. And uh, I encourage you to check out Men Talking Mindfulness. <laughs> we'll help you out. Please do. It's uh, yeah, it's a great show. And it, I think I checked out at least three or so episodes this morning. I actually maybe spent an hour or more <laughs> hanging out and watching it this morning. So yeah, it's worth spending time with. And again, the joy of like, podcasting and podcasts. And now YouTube is making it ever easier as the days go on. But what's really cool about it, if you do have the paid YouTube account, it was great because I came into the office, I had it on my phone I was listening to. And then, you know, and then I was able to switch over and put it on my computer. And then I was like setting up the studio space and I could, like, you can toggle between watching and listening and, you know, in different devices really easily these days. So you can continue to do while also being. <laughs> oh, well played, well played. <laughs> you can learn something new, right? So there's a lot of ability. We're living in a time and a space where there's a lot of noise, but there's also a ton of opportunity, you know, to really set these practices up for yourself and to really be able to learn collaboratively, which I think is just really special. We're living in a time where it's easier than ever to get to know people and to, you know, to learn together, which I think is huge. So thank you for everything you're doing. It's it's added to my list. We've subscribed. I hope all of you listening will subscribe. It's in the show notes if you're listening and not watching. And it's in the YouTube description if you're watching. Yeah, you do a fantastic job with it. I'm glad I'm glad Doc jumped on. It helped you. It helped me to discover what you're doing. Man, it was so funny when John was talking about box breathing because when I first started doing my my meditations, and I still do it, and I will show you, John, a way to do it with your phone without having to touch your phone um, because I use my Apple TV or my HomePod, and it can, it can play the Calm app. Their app doesn't automatically respond to commands the way Alexa, it works. On Google Home, it works. Strangely enough, on Siri, it doesn't. But you can create a Siri shortcut that when you say, Hey, S lady, let me kick a meditation thing. She will run the Calm app and pick one of the Rando 15s, right? They have the 10 minutes or the 15 minutes That's built smart. into oh, the cool. app. So you can tell it and she'll just spin the wheel and you'll get a, a nice little chill. Um, but you're right. In marksman training or in sniper training, you're meditating the whole time. You're sitting there for hours and depending on what you're doing, you might not even have, you know, an acquisition guy with you. You might be solo. And then so you have nothing better to do but meditate for hours. You're laying on your stomach breathing, right? Which is really bad, but it works, right? You, you have no choice. So it's funny. We don't think about that at the time. We're just doing our job, right? We're just, you know, being robots. But there's so many times a day and guys, this 
when this pops up to do the breathing exercises, I have it set to kick in once an hour. And if I don't do that, I start waking up, right? It really does help. And it's just a quick one minute, you know, box breathing, but it's built into your watch. So turn it on. And if you don't have a Apple watch, I'm sure your Samsung watch has it. If not, just leave yourself a reminder to take a couple of times a day to just breathe it out for a couple of minutes. And that alone, like, like John said, changes everything. I'm so filled with enthusiasm now. This has really been a great like recentering for my day. Uh, now I have to I have to completely take apart this studio. So I'm like, this is good practice because the nerves are high. Doc, I have a group of 75 seventh graders coming in to learn how to podcast. So oh my goodness, pray for me slash wish me well. But I have to take apart the whole studio. So I'll be I'll be deep breathing and listening to the show. <laughs> Whatever you break, I'll be back in two weeks to fix it. So don't sweat it. I'll I'll be there soon. <laughs> I'm like, all right, if I had to point the camera in a different direction, I'm have to get the gaffer's tape and mark everything, like all of the cool things we learn here. <laughs> take pictures before you take it apart. It, it is really one of the best things anyone can do. Take pictures before you take it apart. And actually, while you're doing it, A, it's a good time to learn how to troubleshoot, but make mental notes or actually make physical notes. Make physical notes. Yeah, don't make any mental notes. <laughs> yeah. Take pictures and make notes or maybe ask you know little fox to come over and hold up the phone while you take it apart and you talk yourself through it so you'll when you put it back you'll have a video to put everything back man this is super cool john thank you for coming thank on you. Uh, thanks for having me guys thank you for you know showing people the way mandalorians this is the way <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's really amazing. Now, I'm going to tell you guys a secret John doesn't want me to tell you, but all you guys that are sitting around sweating your studio and all this other stuff, man, John does his thing in a co-working space and you ain't never going to know that because no one cares if you're doing the content. Stop tripping over the small stuff. Do not major in the minor. It's just not <laughs> necessary. John is legit sitting in a co-working space. Somebody behind him is building an app on on like how to make your cat this happy. Another meditation app, yeah. <laughs> right, or yeah, they're, they're building another meditation app or it's Colorado, they're building a dispensary app. Either way, <laughs> just do what you have to do. Somebody is waiting to hear you exactly in the space you are right now. No one is expecting you to come through with a dope studio like mine. And I didn't build this overnight. This is literally 10, 15 years in the making. So unless you got that kind of time, which most of I know most of you are old, Paul, <laughs> just just do it and, and people will be happy to find you where you are. Just be, just be. Uh, Thanks I guys, it. I really appreciate it. Of course, thanks so much for hanging out with us, John. All right, Luis, roll our, our end credits. Oh yeah, we <laughs> got to do our end outs. Don't forget people, you can find us at flow.ecamp.com, wherever your podcast getting is got. Also, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. We record it live every Tuesday. Replays come about a week after that. And we'd love to have you as a guest in the show. You can send us written or video questions through the volley. So jump on over to the volley and drop questions there and we cannot do this show without our sponsors d script d script is delicious like you talk about one of the fastest ways to edit a podcast create shorts fix your ums and ahs and umlots whatever you got like the script is the answer so go over and check out descript.com we have all the links in the show notes also links in the chat for anybody here enjoying the live show go find john's podcast and get your mindful
<laughs> get it? Get there you your go. mind full. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had a boom, boom, boom. <laughs> I do, but I can't reach it right now. <laughs> I know. It's true. It's true. All right. Well, if you uh, want to keep hanging out, Doc is is over twit.tv. Uh, and just a reminder to everyone that Ken and Glenn are live tomorrow for the monthly Q&A. Well, thanks, everyone. Have a good show, Doc. We'll talk next week. Thank you. Aloha. Bye, everyone. Calling all campers, Leslie Samuel here, your camp director, back again to get you pumped up for something awesome. It's that time again. It's time for Creator Camp 2024. We took everything you loved from last year and stepped it up a notch. Yeah, we're back and better and man oh man, we're excited to have you join us. Now you may be asking, what's in store for this year's Creator Camp? Well, let me paint a picture for you. Imagine an epic kickoff party where new friendships spark and old ones rekindle. Imagine rubbing shoulders with not just the awesome workshop leaders, but also the amazing Ecamm team. Imagine having interactive, hands-on sessions where industry leaders share insights in fields that you're passionate about. Well, you just imagine Creator Camp 2024. Reconnect with the Ecamm fam, and of course, meals and beverages are all a part of your journey with us. Expect exciting activities and local excursions. What is it gonna be this time? Wine tasting, scavenger hunt, an evening of stargazing? <laughs> I'm not telling, at least not yet. This year's Creator Camp isn't just an event, it's an adventure. The Ecamm fam is taking over Amesbury, Massachusetts again, and trust me, you wanna be right there in the middle of the magic. So pack up your essentials, your laptop, your camera, and of course, your energy, and gear up for an unforgettable escapade at Creator Camp 2024. We can't wait to see all your smiling faces back together again. We'll see you at Creator Camp. Let's do this.